Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text today will be taken from the reading we heard in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, we begin with the word of prayer. Father in heaven, we give you thanks. We give you thanks, Lord, that you relieve the burdens and the cares of our life by giving us your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray in this time, O Lord, where we are so very much burdened by so many things in this world, that you would grant us rest for our souls. And now, Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. What are you praying about right now? I hope you're praying right now. This is, this is a time in, in our lives when we absolutely need to be praying. If there's one thing we need in our world and in our country right now, it is a lot of prayer. So what is it that you are praying about? Very often, our prayers reveal the things that weigh heavy on our hearts. Very often, the things we pray about are things that are burdening us, are bothering us, or are troubling us. Very often, we're driven to prayer because we're overwhelmed by life. That's really when we find ourselves in prayer, isn't it? When we're overwhelmed by life, when things feel like they're out of hand, when we feel like we've run out of resources, it's at those moments where we find ourselves really driven to our knees in prayer. Now, of course, we should pray at all times, and we should be praying without ceasing, as the scriptures uh, t teach us. But very often we find that in times of difficulty, prayer comes a little bit easier. We find ourselves driven to prayer. And, and I know, I've heard this before, you'll be made to feel guilty about this. I know there will become uh, in your life people who will come along and say, you know, uh, you should pray without ceasing, and they will use that as a club to beat you up for not having prayed enough. They'll say things to you like, wow, if you had only been praying, perhaps you wouldn't be going through this difficult time. Perhaps you should have been on your knees in prayer. But such guilt-ridden comments lack love, whether or not they are true is beside the point. Besides, when we find ourselves in difficult situations, it is at those moments, it is when we are in that time of, of struggle and trial that Jesus Christ himself says the opposite of anything guilt-ridden. Jesus comes to us and says, cast your cares upon me. Give me your burden so I can carry it for you. Sometimes Jesus allows these things to take place in our lives in order to teach us how to pray. See, very often such guilt-ridden comments ignore the Jesus who invites us and bids us to pray when we have troubles in this world. Jesus is the one, after all, who said, you will have trouble in this world. It was a promise he makes even to his closest disciples. Thanks for that promise, Jesus. So we should expect trouble in our lives. We should expect to be driven to prayer. But it's not just Christians who have trouble in this world. It's Christians and non-Christians. Everyone should expect troubles in this world. After all, this is what happens when you live in a fallen creation. Living in a fallen creation means living or, or dying with various burdens. And I think dying is, is pretty apropos here. After all, the burdens that weigh us down are the very things leading us to the point of death. We always live with the end in sight. And that end itself is a burden which is much, much too heavy for us to bear. So what is burdening you today? What are you praying about? Jesus says, cast your care upon me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now this language of, of yoke 
and burden Jesus is getting from the farming culture that he's living in at that time. You you may or may not know this, but back in Jesus' day, they didn't actually have engine-powered tractors, and so uh, they had to use other means to do their farming. And what they would do is they would take a beast of burden, which was, was typically an ox or something like this, and they would put a yoke over its neck or over its back, and then they would attach to that yoke some sort of burden, whether it be a, a plow or a carriage or something like this, that the beast of burden would then have to carry. And, and the beast of burden would, would be weighed down by this, but it would be able to carry it because of the yoke attached to its back. Jesus says, your cares and concerns and troubles and trials in life are like these burdens. We all carry these burdens that have been seemingly yoked to our necks, and they are exhausting us, and they are wearing us down. And these burdens take on any sort of, of, of uh, they, they come to us in all kinds of, of different ways. The one that Jesus is dealing with specifically in, uh, in this particular passage is he is talking uh, to a number of people, religious leaders who had placed religious burdens on the backs of God's people. They would come along to God's people and they would tell them that God had chosen them to be his people. They were his elect nation, but now it was up to them to be perfect. And if they wanted to maintain this relationship with God, and if they wanted to prevent God from punishing them and pouring out his wrath on them, it was up to them to obey everything that God had written. And there was no place for mercy or grace once you were in to the people in with the people of God. And it was a burden to the people. It was terrifying the people. These people had a fear of God and not the healthy kind of fear of God, of, of awe and reverence and respect, but they were frightened of him. Now, I gotta be honest, there was a time in my life where that was a burden I carried. And I've met a number of Christians who had similar burdens. We believe the truth that we were saved by God's grace alone, but now this relationship with God depended upon our actions and our work and our performance. God saved me, but it's up to me to sustain the relationship. And if you've ever had that understanding of your relationship with God, if you've ever had, if you do now even have that understanding of your relationship with God, you will know how burdensome and frightening this is. Anyone who lives with this understanding of the relationship with God is burdened to death. You will be burdened by the fear that anything you do will never be enough. You will be burdened with this restlessness of always trying to do more. And every time you sin, you will live in fear that you have severed your relationship with God, that God will have nothing to do with you anymore. And so now you've got to work double time to make him happy with you again. Doubt and fear are yoked on your back and they're driving you to the grave. They're ruining your faith. I know. I've been there. Now that's a burden you're carrying this morning. If that's what you pray about, even if you still have the guts to pray, that you cannot do enough to be pleasing to this God, Jesus shows up for you this morning and says to you, give me that burden. Jesus comes to take your burden away. He doesn't wait for you to take care of your own burden. He says, give it to me so I can carry it for you. Hear again the words of Christ. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Your life of sin that you are working so hard to offset, that 
life and struggle you have that you're working to make good. And you just, as Paul says today in Romans chapter 7, you know the good that you want to do, but you just can't seem to carry it out. You who are constantly failing and you feel like you take one step forward and four steps back, this life of, of sin and frustration and anxiety in your relationship with God, give it to Jesus. He calls you to do it this morning. Jesus says, give me your burden, give me your sinfulness, and I will carry it all the way to the cross. Let me become sin for you. Let me take your burden from you. Let me suffer God's wrath in your place. Cast it upon me and replace it with my righteousness. Take my yoke upon you. Stop trying so hard to please God and hear the good news, Jesus says. God is pleased with you completely and fully and eternally on my account. Jesus says God will never love you more than he does right now. That's because he loves you right now with a perfect blood-bought love. And in doing it, Jesus comes along and he actually removes that very heavy burden of God from our backs. God is no longer this taskmaster who sits behind the beast of burden, whipping it to make sure it keeps going in the right direction. No, no, you now have a God who is a tender-hearted father who has given you his son to tell you the truth about him, about his deep, deep love for you. Listen to what Jesus says. All things have been committed to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And that's you today. God has chosen, Jesus has chosen to reveal the Father to you. You have a Father who is full of tender mercy and love eternally for you. And now, and now knowing all of that, that Jesus calls us to cast our burdens upon him, knowing this, that you have a loving Father in heaven, we can now go to him with our prayers confidence, confident that he will take our burdens and carry us through whatever it is we are facing. Because we know that our sins are not the only thing that burden us in this life, but even the effects of sin on the creation around us continue to burden us, right? Death and decay and all around we see. Our bodies are, are burdened by sickness and disease. Our futures are burdened by uncertainty. Many of us are burdened right now because of uh, anxiety, anxiety about our jobs due to the whole COVID situation. Some of us are burdened by the fact that we, ha we aren't able to leave the house. I mean, this, this whole coronavirus thing has created all kinds of burdens for us. Uncertainty about the future. Not just this, our relationships are burdened with selfishness and fear. Our motivations at work are burdened by pressure to perform, sometimes even greed. The callings in our families are burdened by a fear that if we just do it wrong, the whole thing will fall apart. I mean, if you're a parent, you know what this is like. I mean, I'm always terrified about this as a father with my kids. Do I over-discipline them or do I under-discipline them? Do I not discipline them enough or am I too harsh? And if I make the wrong move, oh, will they begin to hate me and ruin the whole world? I mean, it, these burdens, they're laid upon us. Pressures at home and work, cancers and diseases that wreck our bodies, pressures from the culture to think a certain way, act a certain way, believe a certain way, vote a certain way, live a certain way, all continue to bear down on us until the weight is just too much for us to carry killing us then jesus says take my yoke upon you 
and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, says Jesus, and I will give you rest for your souls. His yoke is easy and his burden is light because he does all the work. He's done everything for you. So this brings us back to our question. What are you praying about right now? What burdens do you need to hand over to Jesus? Because today you can be certain that through Jesus you have a Father in heaven who hears your prayers. You have a Jesus who takes your burden, who forgives all of your sins, and will give you rest. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks that you have set us free from the burdens of this life. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would teach us to cast our cares upon you. Lord, we pray that you would give us rest. We ask this in Jesus' name.